always my favorite podcast every week. What are you talking about? That's a good plug. Yeah. <laughs> we'll just like soundbite that. <laughs> put it on. It's always my favorite podcast every week. You know, be well, like yep. the beginning of everyone. It's always my favorite podcast every week. You know, <laughs> that's perfect. We are alive out in the bar. Bar. Gym. We have moved into the barn gym. With Karen the kicked us out. Yeah. Karen is busy slinging, slinging shirts, which she also said. What did she say? Start yelling at me, Tommy. I don't promote this. You promote this. Yes. And you said, I can't remember that. Yeah. Promote the new tie-dye, blah, 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 with all the whatever saying you want on it. Mrs. Barbell, I just promoted the tie-dye with whatever you want on it. You know where to get it, HuckfinBarbell.com. Yep. Bam. We got a huge guest today, Tommy. Not huge in stature, but huge in name. Um, but we'll bring that up in one second. I'm going to text him. Are you good? I mean, it's not a surprise guest could be, because when you look at this, Tom's going to say, Hey, uh, this is the podcast with so-and-so oh, on it. yeah. And we said last week Stephen was going to be on. Uh, but before Stephen gets on, as you know, we're brought to you by GeneralLeatherCraft.com. Matt Hayden at Pioneer underscore fit on Instagram. Golden Friday Leather Belt needs. Get it in. Dress belts, stock belts, uh, PAL version 2, thicker, better, bigger. Love it. I just swapped it on my belt about two weeks ago. Uh, nice little silver, like a dull silver, but pretty slick looking on my alligator or my uh, white snakeskin. Uh, so pretty cool stuff he's pumping out. Go check his posts out. Always, he just give away, did two big giveaways today. Uh, a couple of people just won from commenting. So follow Pioneer Fitness on Instagram. Or is it General Aircraft? No, Pioneer Fitness. Pioneer Fit. General Aircraft is uh, the website. You know, go check his shit out. Supporter of us, support him. He supports us. Also, Pine Creek Spirits, Let's Get Stupid Vodka. If you live in one of the four states, uh, <laughs> D.C., uh, Alaska, DC's not a state, you idiot. Pennsylvania, no, not DC. What is it? Is it Washington? Washington DC? No, but I didn't think it was like Alaska, Pennsylvania, a couple more. Yeah, I'm not sure. I always forget. Uh, I always got to look it up. Um, ah, shit. Only good. supplier of Let's Get Stupid podcast vodka, or sorry, Let's Get Stupid ba- yeah, basically podcast vodka. Yeah. Um, I said the other day. I said I got my. My own vodka. Yeah, I saw that. Like, oh, that's real nice. Yeah, I forgot the time. Pennsylvania, Nevada, D.C., and Alaska. There you go. Yeah, my own, I'm going to start promoting it that way, too. I got my own vodka, and then I'm going to fucking turn the bottle so they can't see your face. <laughs> that's what I should I got my own vodka, too. <laughs> I should have blacked your face out. <laughs> <laughs> Thanks, Tommy. Yes. Um, so, who is this guy we got on, and what, what are we going to talk about, Tom? Little, Do a little pregame show here. A little uh, introduction. 
Um, his name's Steven, so you guys should know him. Hi, Steven. A.K.A. Little. No, Lil. Is it Lil? I don't know. Lil Smokey. He's like a rapper. Yeah. All right. So we're going to give him a you ring. Guys, you guys know Smokey. Yeah, he used to be work for Mark Bell, Slingshot, for years. For years. Now ever he's since, not. So ever since we've known Slingshot, he's worked there. we got to get to the bottom of this drama. Until recently. I hope I hooked this phone up right. Can you hear anything? I can't hear shit. Shit. Oh, shit. Why did you press? Yeah, I can hear it, Tom. You did it. Oh, my God. I did it. How the fuck did you do that? <laughs> well... Well, hello, hello. Oh my God, what are you calling from the shitter? Are you hello? are you taking a shit, little Smokey? I hope not. It sounds like you're in the shitter. <laughs> it'd, be, it'd be it'd be unknown to me. Those are surprise shits. Those are the best. There we go. Tom, why are you trying to use a headset? You're using the headset too. I was trying to, but it didn't work out. Smokey's a professional. Jesus Christ! Not his first podcast. It's his second. Now I got to now it is. Now I gotta hold. Now I gotta hold like a ninety degree with my arm for the eight minutes. This will be uh, five. You'll be fine. Just like <laughs> just like your sex life. Be over before you know. Oh, that's way. That's way too long. Smokey, where the fuck have you been? This is your old pal Huck Finn. <laughs> I, I'm well aware who this voice is. Is I've been I've been here. I'm in California. What doing uh, the same old stuff? Nothing crazy. California I've been, beautiful. Uh, yeah, I've been uh, I've been still lifting, um, working uh, for a company called Merrick Health for uh, hormone optimization. That's been a blast. Steroids, Smokey? Uh, not steroids. Testosterone replacement therapy, hormone replacement therapy. Uh, we offer a whole variety of uh, treatments for thyroid, hair loss, which I'm probably leaning towards. Sexual function. Oh wow! Uh, Jesus, a much a much more medical and safe approach than uh, than modern uh, powerlifting or I guess Man, any so form of powerlifting. You got a giant mullet, a huge erection. <laughs> <laughs> they give me pills like candy. Like oh, wow, I got like a Theo Vaughn mullet right now and a huge fucking baby's arm. My God, <laughs> good for Smokey. Yeah, it's nice to hear. Well, it that. sounds like you're doing well. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Everything's been doing really great. Yeah, what about you guys? Head. Terrible. Oh, awful. Yeah. We're moving out by work. you soon. We're yeah. going to work for Mark Keith, too. You don't want to come out to California. What? No, <laughs> Why not? We definitely aren't coming to What's California. What's going on there? Same as Illinois. Yeah, it's, it's, it, yeah. yeah, I guess actually maybe, maybe it there, wouldn't be that big of a change. It's very similar. Illinois and, and California and New York are all the same. Yep. Yeah. Those big cities Different. in them, you know. So that would be the thing, right? The big cities are... Or kind of the weird ones, the weird pockets, San Francisco, L.A. Oh, yeah. Uh, those obviously being the major ones that get, get pretty weird this past few years for sure. Chicago, New York, same shit. Yeah, New York, I would imagine, would be extremely rough still. Yeah, I think so. Is that a cat? Yes, that's my barn cat, Shanks. Yeah, we're, we're actually in the, in she's the barn. fired up right now. We usually do this at Karen's Corner, the bar in the shop, but uh, she's in there. Making shirts and working, so we had to move all the equipment into the uh, barn. That's great. So we're in the barn here. And, and That's what I said when I showed up. Oh, this is great. <laughs> and Shanks, <laughs> Shanks is getting out of control. Yeah, super vocal. Mm-hmm. Where do you? Or are you still? Are you still by Sacramento? Yeah. So just to, yeah. So I'm uh, I'm in Sacramento. So I used to, uh, or I still power lift at Super Train Gym. So I live uh, in suburbs of Sacramento here. And, um, yes, I think you came out, well, shoot, what was it, like 2015, 2016, 
Yeah, for that I meet, meet say, you did, right? Where I picked you up. Yep, yep. So you've probably been to my house, same house. Uh, yeah, what was that, 2016, 2015, where you Remember came I sent, out? I sent you that picture when we were at uh, um, uh, IHOP with Gracie IHOP. and her first uh, child boyfriend. Um, yeah. Husband. Yeah, that was probably 2015. Yeah, I, I remember that meet. You stayed uh, over at Charlie's caffeine and kilos oh yeah that was that yeah remember you, you borrowed you borrowed his suburban <laughs> oh yeah that's what happened and then you told me to yeah. fly out ernie jr instead of my girlfriend <laughs> yeah you were you were really upset at me <laughs> yeah you idiot yeah, i was like i was like what are you doing we just weighed in and you're trying to fly out your girlfriend what why what is how is this going to help you get this record <laughs> it didn't it didn't help me <laughs> <laughs> That's right. You had, you did not have your uh, you did not have your best performance on that meet. No, I still won it though. Won that whole meet. Well, I mean, I was competing against you, so I mean, no, I, I won the whole meet, the Smokey. Ba- the bar right? was low. Yeah, the bar I, was low in the lightweight division. <laughs> I still got that oh, that Compex thing. Remember that? The what? That stim unit from Compex, like that thousand. Oh unit. yeah, it was like yeah, a part yeah, of the prize pack. That. Yeah, yeah, those were good prizes back then for sure. Fuck yeah, Jesse had some awesome sponsors. Well, now they're like fifty grand prize pots in some of these meets. Yeah, that's why all those jabronis show up, and I don't. That's why I don't show up anymore. Yeah, <laughs> so I don't need it. You guys need it. I don't need it. I, I just want the compacts. Just, just uh, juice me up with some uh, stimulation. Yeah. All right, Smokey, we got to get down to business. Let's get down to brass tacks here. What in the fuck happened? Why are you no longer with uh, Slingshot, and why are you still training there? Yeah, I mean, that's a great question. Well, you you were the head guy there ever since I was out there, ever since I can remember, right? Yes. So so a little backstory. So I started training at Super Training Gym in 2013. Mark had uh, opened the gym up for free. I had really no clue uh, what, who Mark was. However, I watched Bigger, Stronger, Faster, I don't know, 20 times by then. Yeah. Uh, had no idea that this was like in my backyard. And so I started training at Super Training just kept my mouth shut and just learned the best I could back then. Obviously, uh, the gym was had some still had some like geared lifters. Um, obviously, a ton of just gear going on. Just everyone's just gassed out of their skull, getting oh, yeah. after it. it. Was a great the good old days for uh, what I remember, and uh, it was a great environment. And uh, shortly after that, I was uh, working on a passenger train uh, where I would actually commute uh, several hours a day. And uh, I would go to a gym in a different town and people would ask me what the hell the slingshot was or what some wrist straps were. And so I just thought I asked Mark, like, hey, you're letting me train at this gym for free. Um, can you just give me some product and I'll sell it for you and just give you the money? And uh, that's what I did. I had like a trunk full of slingshots and cuffs <laughs> and wrist straps and I would do cash deals at the gym oh, that's great, uh, with, with all these people. And uh, he kicked me down a few bucks. And then fast forward about a year later, uh, he uh, knew uh, I didn't have wasn't on social media, and so he asked me to start MB Slingshot, the Instagram account. Oh yeah, you did start that. I forgot about. <laughs> yeah, that's one I used to get posted about. <laughs> yeah, me too. <laughs> yeah, yeah, <laughs> I was doing that. So yeah, so it started started with that, and then that created into uh, Power Magazine. I don't know if you remember Power Magazine, oh, but yeah. I did all the ad, ad sales for that. Yep, yep. And so, and then that progressed into ad sales for the power project podcast um or at the time power cast and then um yeah and then it turned into a marketing position and yeah you're right i was the general manager for a few years uh several years there over at slipping shot and uh last uh june 
um, made a transition. And so it's just a, just a, everything is good. Uh, I still really enjoy uh, Slingshot, Super Training Gym. To me, the powerlifting community, like if I, I only know lifting with partners, like in a community. I've never been the guy that like went in solo and just trained by himself. I always had like a training partner or a group. And so for me, Slingshot, Super Training Gym, it's the same thing. Like I have a group of guys that I train with on a regular basis that we help each other. And uh, yeah, nothing but positive things. And I shifted over from Slingshot to Merrick Health uh, rather quickly uh, within a few weeks I was there. Whoa, whoa, whoa. So you stopped <laughs> Slingshot almost a year ago then? I guess over a year ago. Or is that two months yeah, ago? Yeah, it was, it was June. It was June uh, of last year. So a year ago. It's been a it's been a year, yeah. So a year ago, you just stopped going, and you didn't even have a job lined up. Yeah, so we had just a good transitional period uh, where there was another opportunity to move on, and uh, and uh, Merrick Health came along, and uh, yeah, it was a really good transition, and yeah, I just took a few weeks off, basically a little vacation, oh, okay. essentially. Yeah, and so uh, you had another job lined up, and then went with uh, the Merrick, whatever, what is it called, America? Merrick, Merrick Health, yeah. Merrick Health. Merrick, Merrick, yeah, M-A-R-E-K. Merrick Health. Merrick, yep. <laughs> America Health. Got it. It's a huge transition. <laughs> why would you yeah, do, I'll, I mean, I'll, why would you do that? I'll, you were with... I'll, I'll send a link. I'll send a link. Yeah, so yeah, yeah we'll put it in the description. Yeah, to, be, to be completely, uh, yeah, to be completely upfront, like it wasn't my decision. Uh, it was a uh, company decision, and uh, yeah, it was done very appropriately and was on a good terms and they took care of me and okay yeah no hard feelings well, like that's uh, good. at least one I've person been, i've been you know i'm not a reactive person i'm in I'm in, i've been in the been been working for a long time and i understand the importance of relationships and you know not burning bridges and oh, being yeah. taken care of and taking care of other people and yeah i can't say again that it it ended on nothing but great terms yeah, I was thinking it had to because I'd see the Instagram and stuff, and I was like, well, it had to be fine because he fucking trains there. You're not going to, like, burn bridges I, and I go I still lift. train there. Merrick, Merrick actually even sponsors their podcast. Hmm. Oh, really? Um, yeah, no, it's it's still a great, perf- you know, personal and professional relationship. I mean, as you guys know, like, all good, all good things always come to an end at some point, whether it's sponsorships, whether it's work, whether it's relationships. Oh, yeah. Uh, you know, it just and it's just it really just depends. Everything's going to sunset at some point, like everything, whether it's life. Uh, no, in itself no, no, no. Or not. Sun's Maybe still not shining, pal. Sun's still shining here. <laughs> right. So and so to me, it's just about how you either leave or how you're kicked out, essentially. Right. And that's what kind of determines the flow of it. All right. So my guess is you left on good terms. You're still training there. And those two other guys that used to used to work with, which is uh, Silent Mike. Right and um, and uh, Jim McD, uh, Jim McD, they must have not left on too good of terms. I've never seen them again in the gym since. I, you know, I don't want to go into how they went, but you know, everybody's different. Everybody reacts different. I mean, getting you know whether it's terminated or you know needing to leave on your terms or their terms is a challenging thing to do. So you know whether you, how you take that or how you react to that's completely on you. Well, my guess is um, Jim McD went completely fucking a. Well, he went nuts. <laughs> I mean, that's just the kind of guy he was. Yeah, I, to, I, to be completely honest, I have not had any communication with them um, since uh, since their departure. Jesus. No hard, no hard feelings, but 
I mean, you know how it is. You coworker, right? You work with someone five days a week. You think you're going to be with them or talk to them forever. Yep. The second you're basically not obligated to work with them in whatever capacity, it's just like, oh, okay, cool. Like we had a good time. We had a good thing going for these years. I appreciate it. I've learned a lot. Yep. But, I get, I get you know, that. we all take we all take priorities. We all talk to the people that we want to talk to, essentially. And it's a two way street. Yeah. Yeah. Because there's been guys where I like I worked in the city for like five years and I work with the same guy. Completely different. Time. Well, no, not really. Every day I work with the same guy and then I, I lateraled away. So I left. I haven't spoken to him in like two years. That's a hundred. That's way different. These guys live in the same town. They do the same thing. They have gyms. I mean, that's hundred percent different. This guy lives. That's who knows exactly. where he lives. <laughs> Tom's point is the same. You, you did the same thing. I, I worked with these people for five, you know, five days no. a week for X amount of years, and that's it. No, that's. I, I mean, I've worked at other jobs as well, and you don't talk to them again. But that's, it's different. We lived in different towns. We do different things. You guys do the exact same thing, and you guys live in the same town. And then they bought the old gym, didn't they? That you guys they originally had. In Sacramento? Yeah, where Tom, where Tom, where I think I met Tom maybe for the first time. Yep. Yeah. At the uh, twenty fourteen, thirteen. That was the original. JP Carroll was right? out there. They had the original 15, slingshot no, mobile. Su- yeah, Super Training actually. That was Super Training's. I want to say like third location. It yeah. Was. Yeah. Yeah. Shit, what that location was, the first was location. I in then? The fourth. That's the location. Fourth. Yeah. Oh, I didn't know I had that many. Where places. you tore your pec? Oh yeah. Don't bring that back up, pal. Sorry, sorry. <laughs> where I took where I took you to IHOP and you were trying to get the waiter waitress to get you beer at nine a.m. Yes, that that is correct. I remember that. You take everybody to I, IHOP when we go to California. That's where we went. That's kind of yeah. There's, we don't have a lot of uh, op- options. Did you take me to In and Out Burger? Was that you uh, or somebody else? I don't recall. I only oh, recall. Oh shit! No, that was, no, that was like the Uber driver or something. I he I I think he he took me in there. It was right when I got the plane. Oh, when they sent a car for you? Yeah, and I I made the Uber driver come in, and I went in the back and started making fries and shit. And they gave me a hat. <laughs> That's great. Yeah, yeah, I remember that. So you're, but you still lift. Who do you? I mean, who do you train? Who's who's yeah, out who there do you train, train with? Yeah, now? what's like the team? Yeah, like, so like Fat you know, Dan or something. Yeah, no, I haven't talked to him in a long time. But uh, what <laughs> the hell is going on out there? <laughs> you talk. Yeah. At some point, the two of you aren't going to talk. Let's just put it out there now. We've been best friends for like seven years <laughs> of high school. God, yeah. I mean, we've talked forever. I've known Finn for every, 15 years. Every good thing comes to an end. Well, not, I'm not us. More, I'm very much a pessimist. No, I mean, that's no. California. Uh, that's California. Shit, yeah, Midwest is so different, dude. <laughs> yeah. Things don't end here. We just keep we just keep even if we dragging each, it through the mud. Even if we hate each other, yeah. we still talk to each other. Oh, yeah. <laughs> just to talk shit to one another. Exactly. That's all yeah. There you go. That's fair. That's fair. Uh, no, there's just a different uh, – some of the lifters are the same, but, yeah, it's definitely not um, – you know, back in the day, yes, I say that, but it was even only nine years ago, eight years ago, whatever, so had a, kind of a different group. But uh, definitely new blood that's yeah. in the gym. A lot of runners. Um, not quite. Still lifters. There was just a meet where most of the guys competed. But huh. at this point, um, you know, I really would like, you know, to, to keep this – moving forward and just lifting with people and helping people. We do get a lot of new people, which is good. And they stick around and they're helpful. And, um, it's, I don't know. It's, it's good. Yeah. Pretty solid group. That helps. You know what I mean? Like that team, somewhat team environment. At least everybody training on the same page, keep each other accountable. That's huge. You train by yourself. Like sometimes I train by myself. I'm like, Fuck this! I'll do it another in day. your in your garage. Yeah, it's like it just kind of gets like that's boring. Like, that's like a whole nother level of like discipline and motivation and yeah, 
and digging deep. Yeah, sometimes. I mean, sometimes it's easy because you're like, oh, the the access is like the easy thing. Like, oh, I fucking don't have to drive. I can just walk into my gym. And then the airport's like, well, I'm not going to see anybody. You're, no one's holding you accountable unless people are showing up. So you're like, fuck, I got to get in, get out. Sometimes it's easy. Sometimes it's fucking hard to even just want to walk to the garage. Yeah. That is the thing with others. Like, um, it's almost like exhausting helping too much, you know? Like, it gets to a point where yeah. you're just exuding all your energy into other people. Yep. Um, and then, of course, if they don't follow, follow through or you see them fucking off or, or, you know, doing something you didn't tell them to do, then you get extra, mo- you know, emotional or motivated. You're like, why are you doing that? Like, you're wasting my time. Hey, you dumb motherfucker. And, yeah. Yeah. Like, why did you come to me for help if I'm going to, if you're going to tell you and then you're going to ignore it? God, that would frustrate the shit out of me because, like, when I was, like, in high school and then years after, like, obviously I started getting, like, stronger and more popular in lifting. High school, Billy. <laughs> but people would ask my advice and I'd, like, help them out with plans and then they would just, like, oh, sorry, I went to bodybuilding.com and got a plan. Like, well, why the fuck did you ask me? Oh, yeah. it's so frustrating. Or, or, so or they pissed. ask, or they ask, like, five people. They're just, like, fishing for the right answer. Yeah, they just want to, they're just looking for what they want to hear. You know? Yeah, uh, I'm guilty of that. I'll, I'll say damn I'll it, Stephen. Time to time, uh, more so back in the day. More so like five, ten years ago. Definitely not as much now, but yeah. I do it. You just want to bench, I'll, just just bench. Yeah, today's bench day, right? No, today's bench day, right? No, just waiting for someone to say yes. <laughs> oh man, when, you how's just... your bench going? Oh, terrible, dude. Probably the worst it's ever been. You, well, gave out, you, gave, you gave out good advice the other day, though. Yeah, because that's what I needed. <laughs> like, I watch it myself. I'm like, I need to work on my lockouts. So, like, I can get everything off the chest, and everything else just peters out, well, or I, I flare. Most people are like we, that. So I'm rebuilding right now. like, lockout, lockout, or, like, top third, or halfway? What are we talking like halfway of that flare. Yeah, he's talking about, like, uh, you know, the two inches off the chest, the rest of the way up from there. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Just that, that top end. For the whole top, yeah, the whole I have half. A huge top end problem then. Yeah, I got a huge top end <laughs> yeah. problem. I get everything off my chest. Yeah. So yeah, I'm rebuilding now. I, I, I told myself if I don't go to the next meet and squat over eight, deadlift over seven, and bench over four, I quit. Well, you just gotta stop squatting so much. Nah, dude. Because if even if I squatted the same, like even if I squatted around eight hundred, that shouldn't take away from my bench and deadlift. If I'm squatting like 900, I could see how it would be like, okay, it's a giant increase, so things are going to pull back because you exerted so much energy. But if it's around the same number I've had before, then every, the other number should bring up the total. You know, it shouldn't Yeah. In, my, in theory. So I'm like, you know what? If I don't bench 402 at the next meet, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to blow my pack off trying. Having, didn't you bench 402 yet? No, I benched 400 in my gym. That's right. Yeah, and if I did 405, it wouldn't have went up. It was the slowest bench in my life, but I was like, pretty fucking strong i was like training like five it's actually silent mike was training me then but i was like super super disciplined like five days a week no matter what and now i'm like i got a million things going on i'm like oh man i hope i can get in three times so then now i'm gonna say yeah life-wise what has changed a lot (laughs) yeah everything that's what makes it hard like it's more excuses yeah but it's like fuck man i just like training five times a week like that's like real training not like you know i can move for 30 minutes a day but Training, training five times a week is hard. So I'm like, if I get four good days in, I'm happy. And if I could just move on the other days, like I'm good to go. But even that sometimes is a struggle. Why do you Why do you go into the gym, Tom? You just mentioned you'd, you'd quit, you retire, blah blah blah, which you won't. But no, no, what? <laughs> what? Like, why do you keep going? Is it Is it you just want to get stronger? You just enjoy the time that you have in the gym? That might be the like, dumbest question of all time. Or the best. Well, 
Yeah, what? I mean, there's so many. Everybody's individual. They got a bunch of different reasons. It's the only thing I know. Yeah, it's like, uh, I don't know. It's like the only thing you could be, like, you know, you do a team sport, you know, somebody, half the team could let you down. But if you're training, either with a team or with not a team, like, at the end of the day, it comes down to you. I mean, why don't you, you, you pick wrestling then? Same thing. Didn't have wrestling. What? I didn't have wrestling in my school. Oh, my God. Small school. Um, so, I don't know. I just, I've always, plus, like, when you put on, like, six, seven, eight plates and you fucking smoke it, that's, like, the best feeling in the world. It's better than sex. I'll never know. I mean, it's like coming. You know, just like yeah. Arnold said. It's just like Arnold thing. said. It's like the same thing. It's like, yeah, sure, 99% of the time I'm not squatting eight plates. But, like, the times you do or the times the bench flies for you, Smokey, or the squats fly or, I, you know, I remember specifically one time before my last meat prep, I was, like, trying to nap in my bed, and I, I got called into work and, like, I had to be there in, like, an hour and a half. But I had a deadlift that day, so I was like, ah, oh, fuck it. So I took some pre, some HFB pre-workout. There here. we go. Yeah, good oh, thinking. hell yeah. And then uh, Let's get I went, stupid. went in the gym, did plate flips, pulled 685 out of my ass, and I was like, I'm a fucking god. This is the best feeling ever. You know, so like that that drive, that extra pound, like still pushes me. Like, you know, and you want to look good naked, of course. I got a pool, so I got to look good for the summers. But that, that, that weight is like, I don't know, I can't get it out of my head ever, like, Man, if I could just squat over eight again, if I could, you know, push the bench up a little bit, like even those extra five, ten pounds, it's like, it's like the fucking world sometimes, you know. So do you feel? Do you feel that it's only really? I mean, do you feel it only counts? You don't feel it only matters if it happens in a meet. Like, why not just train, train heavy on a, you know, on your terms, uh, you know, go for that eight plus on your terms. Why, well, why still compete? The I think the reason to compete is the goal, right? So like to have a goal and do it in the gym feels different to me than have a goal and doing it in a meet right so and and plus like i could put a date on it i could say okay hey october 1st i got a bench 405 or fuck october 15th i'm competing you better show up and fucking bench because there's gonna be a bunch of people watching you you don't want to embarrass yourself you know because i could i could say oh shit i had to work that day i'll do it uh, the next week and keep pushing it off you put a solid date on something where you signed up you paid you booked a ticket you booked a flight you booked everything you're more accountable for it and for me now like if i'm on vacation like it's either for the kids because we're going to you know disney town or like okay like for instance i'm going to pioneer meet in april like 100 percent picked out sleeve meet we're gonna all a bunch of us are gonna fly down it's like a family reunion and it's like a family yeah. vacation it's like me my wife my training partners meet up with dan bell we get a cool house we rent cars we fuck around we but we do lift so the goal is still there but that's like okay cool now we can go fucking party too so it's like it feels like a reunion every time we compete now. We, when go, we, get to drag together. we go to drag shows, you know, the whole yeah, thing. Yeah, yards, so, <laughs> yeah I, I, I never get invited to those. Here. April. Let's go. I think it's like, what is it? St. August, Corpus Christi? What is it? No, it's uh, South Padre Island. South Padre Island. Let's right. go, dude. Is, is there drag shows there? Oh, we'll find one or we'll make uh, yeah, one. All you do is go across the border to Mexico. You'll find them. Yeah, bring Mark Keith. Let's go. Bring, bring Who, the whole crew. Who's Mark Keith? That's his guy he works for. No, no, who is he? Though? Merrick. Oh, Merrick. Is he Polish? <laughs> huh? He's Polish then. He thought it, it – Tom goes, yeah, he works for that ex-football guy. You know, that, that fucking Heath guy. <laughs> I thought he was a is football Heath player. Heath Evans? He doesn't work for Heath. He doesn't even – That's what I thought it was. <laughs> Dude, Heath Evans is a beast. Yeah, he is. Wait, well, who is, is – Mar- he's Polish then. No, so Merrick Merrick is actually a combination of two names. So the co-owner is Derek from More Plates, More Dates on YouTube. Oh, yeah, yeah. Uh which I'm sure you guys are familiar with that yep. talks a lot about like hormones. 
Yeah. Uh, and the other co-owner is Mike. So they combined the two names uh, a little bit. Derek obviously got got the hookup on more letters there, but uh, so it's it's Merrick. That's the combination. It's not one person. It's two. Oh, because Merrick is a Polish name. That's why I, I confused. Oh, really? Know that. I have I got a lot of random facts. I guess. Yeah. I guess. yeah Merrick Merrick's a Polish name. That's why I thought it was like, oh, it must be some Polish guy he's working for. I don't know. Very huh. dedicated Polish guy. Yeah. No kidding. Yeah. So. Huh. So while you Finn, why why are you still lifting crazier than ever? Oh, I, I mean, I would never ever ever stop lifting no matter what. Oh, it, good things come to an end. It never, no, it, when it comes to an end, <laughs> I'll be six foot under. And uh, hey, yes. hey, whether that's the end, that's still the end. Yeah, that's, that's I didn't, very true. I didn't, I didn't say there's always didn't an ending. Didn't articulate. Yeah, there's an end to everything. No, I mean, hell, I started lifting weights what seventh eighth grade. It's the only thing I know. The only thing I was ever good at besides true. football and baseball. I yeah, guess. barely, but yeah. and then drinking beer. Yes, but I can't play sports anymore. So to me, after I got out of high school or co- when I fell out of college, I guess. Yep. I still trained and I still trained with a group and it still reminded me of football, or, you know. So it just uh, yeah, the camaraderie and shit and um, yeah, no, I just I never stopped and then I lifted all the way through my twenties. And drank all the time. That's when I met Tom, right? Yes. And uh, naturally. And then um, into my early 30s there. Then we started training. I started competing. I never even competed before. I was routinely benching like 500 pounds at a light weight. And, um, and then yeah, I started competing there. And then I've I've since torn two pec tendons off the bone. Nailed it. <laughs> tore one with you, and then I tore another one at the beginning of COVID there in my shed. Um, training oh. with my wife was lifting off for me then because COVID had just started, and you know we didn't know what the fuck was going on, so I started training by myself for a couple of weeks and I tore my pec tendon, and uh, I didn't it. know if I was going to be able to get in. Luckily, I did with the same surgeon, um, and uh, came back again from another pec tendon surgery. So you know, I, and I'm too dumb to quit. You know, I, I, would, I would never quit benching. Like yeah. I remember, I talked to. Uh, that guy, Luol Deng, with uh, Jacob Ross. Yeah. You know, yeah, yeah, yeah. for the Bulls, and he tore his pec tendon when he went out to the Lakers, I guess. And he never, ever benched with a barbell again. Um, and then Jacob told him, you know, this guy's benching with a barbell, you know, what, eight weeks after he tore his second pec tendon. And he called me an idiot. <laughs> Why in the hell would he be doing that? That's all he knows. So, yeah, that's it, you know. And yeah. I'll be uh, I'll hopefully competing again here in the fall. Uh, benching over 500 pounds with two reattached pec tenants. In a meet. In a meet, yeah. Not, I don't want to do it here. I want to do it in a meet. Just there to put go. it on the, you know, it's. Put it on paper. You, you do it, yeah, you do it in a meet, it's forever. It's, you know, he, he did yeah. this. At, and I'm 40 now. He did it at 40 years old. Two reattached fucking pec tenants. F- over 500 pounds at 220. So that's the goal right now. Yeah, that's amazing. Yeah, I, so I totally agree with you guys in terms of the meet. I'm the same way, like. I'm mildly strong for my for my size, and you know, but I'm not I'm not on your guys' level. I'm not chasing a world record. I'm really just trying to beat myself. Well, yeah. Uh, which yes. which I think everyone should really focus on. Some people pick these these numbers. They look on powerlifting watch or they see yeah. a, a meet and they're like, oh, I'm gonna go for these numbers. Like, well, you're not. Yeah. But <laughs> just like what Ed know, Cohen just, said, the same thing. He just tried to beat himself all the time. Yeah, and just get a little bit better. But I totally agree. Like that's my same mentality with the meet. It's just like. It, it didn't count unless it's in a meet, right? Like if someone asks me what my bench is, like I tell them what my meat bench is. I don't tell them what my gym one is because I didn't have three judges watching me. I didn't have, yeah. you know, every little thing. I wasn't under the pressure. I didn't maybe have a weight cut. You know, I didn't have all these factors that 
are the factors of, you know, performing. Yeah. So, so I many, completely get it. So many people are like, yeah, I want to, uh, I want to do a meet, but I saw this guy and like, well, he totaled like a nineteen hundred at one eighty one. So I got to get to around that before I compete. I'm like, whoa, 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 don't fucking. Yeah. Or like, oh look, yeah. uh, John Hack, he did this. I go, well, don't compare yourself to him. He's the best. I go, what are yeah. you doing? I go, just do whatever you did. Put it on paper, then do better next time. Yeah. Yeah, but he did this at my body well, weight. Most I people go, start out not there either. You yeah. Know? I'm like, what are you doing? It doesn't work that right. way. In the gym at, at ST, we we take people and we we. They'd pretty much sign them up for the first meet possible just to get it out because, you know, everyone, they don't understand the pressures of a meet. They don't understand what it's like to have, you know, commands on a, on a lift. Yeah. Yeah. Having a, having a start command on a bench. Like, of course, you can work with them in the gym, and we do, but, yeah. you know, it's not the same being on a platform. There's music playing. There's yeah. someone screaming on the mic. Right. You know, there's so many factors. You just got to get that out of the way. And, and then also humble them that they're not strong. Like, yeah. <laughs> Like, you don't care. You don't matter. I don't matter. You don't matter. Just go out there, get some numbers, and then compete against yourself. Because, yeah, comparing yourself to John Hack is not going to happen. Yeah. I see a lot of that. We what about comparing yourself to Filipino Thunder? Dude, he's a beast. He just had a kiddo. Yeah, what's going on with that guy? Do you still talk to him? Uh, very little, yeah, from time to time. And um, but his girlfriend, Cookie too crazy. <laughs> Who do you have? A- uh, no, I don't know. They are not. Oh, he's got sorry. a – Girl, fiance, wife, girlfriend. I haven't met her, but but yeah, he looks like he's doing good. Yeah, just had a baby. Crazy. It's weird seeing people you know for years have kids, no matter who they are, right? Oh yeah, oh you, yeah. Like Utah, it's like you're like it's just weird. It's it's like the weirdest thing in the world. <laughs> yeah, it's still yeah, Tom's got three kids now. Yeah, just trying to catch up to Finn. You know, he caught up to me like uh, within what hours? Yeah, days. I mean, yeah. Yeah, I'm having twins. I'll have three now. Yeah, I'm catching up, Tommy. Holy shit. Yeah, it's still, yeah, sometimes stop. it's still weird to me. I wake up and I got all these girls around me. I'm like, yeah. this is weird. Very weird. Yeah, you do have a lot of girls in your house. All right, yeah, I, I compare myself like my brother. I always call my brother like the Dan Blazerum of Texas. I'm like, I'm the same way, dude. I'm surrounded by women. Yeah. And I got to pay for them, too. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Completely different, but the same. Yeah. Yeah, Tom's is, got a is, daughter. What do you call it? A, a, uh, uh, not a daughter. Um, a hope. sister-in-law and your kid. Yeah. And five, then, five women in the house. Right yeah, now. and then three little kids. So he's got a lot. Yeah. Keep, a lot but I think on. part of it's good because it keeps the pressure on. Oh, I've yeah. became, like, just from, like, a monetary self or successful. Like, I've been way more successful in monetary, in life, in personal life cause, since starting a family. Oh, you're like, yeah. fuck, I got, all, I got well, five people at home depending on me. If I fuck up, yeah. I don't fuck up for one person. I fuck up for six people. That's same here. I fucking, you better fucking figure this out now. I was a complete dipshit before I had kids or, or was married. Yeah. Yeah, same thing. You had to wake up yeah. a little bit, you know? That makes a lot of sense. Put a lot of pressure on you. Yeah, but I kind of like it. The pressure's good. Pressure creates diamonds, Smokey. Intensity That's equals true. density. That's, that also you is can, also true. You can take uh, human ashes and make diamonds out of them with some pressure. That's true, yeah. A lot of things at the funeral home you could do. You'd try to get your money <laughs> when you're <laughs> grieving. Yeah. That cat like, is right on you, Tommy. Like <sighs> Kill Bill with... Uh, when she was uh, passed out. Um, Steven, what was the highlight of working uh, over at Slingshot? With the- Man, the highlight was meeting all you guys. Like, I mean, I, I want to look back. I want to say the year before COVID, I scheduled 48 guests in 52 weeks. Jesus. Like, I had, I had 48 people that came through Super Training Gym uh, in person to meet, you know, to do podcasts, to do content. 
and that was just one year. So that, and then all the other years before that, you know, 20 people, 30 people, uh, were all were common numbers. So that was a huge, I mean, it, you know, sitting down with Jay Cutler for dinner, you know, it's just like, or Ed Cohn and you're just like, what, what's happening right now? Mm-hmm. And then it just, and it just kind of becomes the normal. Yeah. And then it, then you, then you kind of, then it happens again. You're like, Oh shit, those are some good times or I'm still, you know, I'm still have those relationships going. Um, yeah, that would, that would definitely be my top, uh, top. Yeah. Meeting top people, meeting sure. a lot of different people throughout the country. I mean, that was awesome. Yeah. Just from, from what, like say me and Tom have, have gone out to shit and stuff and you just meet so many, so many people, so many people you've seen on uh, the internet or whatever. Yeah, the world. I'm sure. I mean, you guys, especially like the Arnold and stuff. Obviously, pre-COVID, like you, yeah, mean, you had huge. people from all over the world that would be like, Tom, yeah, yeah. slam a beer with me. Oh yeah, <laughs> I, almost, <laughs> I almost died a couple of those years. Those are those yeah. are tough, man. Holy shit! I got like, to, I got to witness it from the booth. Yeah, that was embarrassing. What's that? You. Oh yeah, it's like, like seven o'clock. I'm like tra- dragging you around with a little person trying to pick you up. Oh, the like, last get this guy in the, yeah. into the bed. I'm done with Tom. Yeah, we had the world's strongest dwarf with us. That was a wild trip. <laughs> what year was that? Was that seventeen? No, that was nineteen. 18? That was a year right before COVID, right? Okay. Yeah, I think that was nineteen. In twenty, we had this good. We were gonna have this awesome setup with a bunch of shit, and then they canceled it. Yeah. Yeah. That'll happen. And we never knew. What, I'm like, what the fuck are they canceling? Because it's something called COVID. Who gives a fuck? And uh, that know. was that was the real that was my first realization that something was like going on in general. Yeah, like, ours too. I when they, I got they that email, Arnold? Yeah. oh boy. Yeah, when I got that email like two days before, I was like, "What?" Yeah, we're supposed to leave like the next day or something. Yep, I was like, "What is happening?" Yeah, Karen was super pissed. She had worked hard like for three months, trying to you know stock everything up, and then we just yeah. stocked so much shit, spent so much money for we're like, "Oh, we're so fucked now." We're, yeah. You know, but we weren't. We did the sale like everybody else did, and all that shit, and everything sure. went fine. But it's still not the same because you don't. You get to meet not just people that already follow you, but new, new people, people that helps you grow. You yeah. Know? So. Yeah, in relation, in relationships mm-hmm. and everything. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, that's how I've met everybody from anything that I've gotten uh, sponsorship wise or anything like that, or uh, any big like. Accurate. I don't know. Whatever's happened, it's mostly because of those events because you get to meet everybody. They know who you are, but they never met you in person. You know? Yep. Yeah, it's a huge. It was awesome. Those were so that would probably be my other favorite thing were the booths. Yeah, they were a ton of work. Obviously, the whole you know planning everything and set up and coordinating the team and everything. But man, to go there and 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 you know see people super excited to see you or see people on your team and and just be you know just the whole atmosphere. It was like it was like a shit show and fun. It was just yeah. It was just chaos. It was just chaos. Yeah, it was the best. Yeah. yeah. Another thing is like every March or February, whatever, you got to see your friends again. Because like, yeah. like, if you didn't compete or people were different places, like, well, everybody will be at the Arnold, so you yeah. see them there. Yeah, like, oh, you'll, you'll see everyone. Yep. Yeah, yeah, that was the best, dude. Like, I went I went last year. I didn't have a booth because um, I didn't know what to expect. I wasn't going to – it was the same price, too. I was like, why would I spend this? Yeah. You know, yeah. I don't know what it's going to be like. And I went still just to kind of, you know, be out there. But it definitely – it was good, but it wasn't definitely – anywhere close to how it was. It was probably, I would say, yeah. 50% of what the Arnold was, you know. I think next year it should be better. I'll probably get a booth next year. Um, and, and then it, I, I would think it would be better by then. This year was kind yeah. of like a, yeah, like I said, about 50% of what the Arnold was. Yeah, I was, uh, I was, uh, we were there, but only for, you know, a few hours um, at the actual expo. And, yeah, it was, it was cool, but, Hold yeah, on. it wasn't. You were there? It was. Yeah. Where the hell were you at? 
we only walked through. I had a with with my where I'm at now. We met up and did a conf, basically a summit in person, um, and then we went to the expo for a few hours and checked it out. What the hell is a summit? Just a, uh, con, just a, a, a gathering, a gathering, a group of us gathered. This fancy California one. What the hell is t- what does a gathering mean? Yes. I don't even understand what that means. So at Merrick, so at Merrick, we're uh, we're all over the world. So we have people in Australia, Hungary, uh, a lot of people throughout the U.S. So I'm I work remote from home. So we meet up quarterly. A group of us and our leadership team meet up quarterly uh, in person. And so I looked. I was like, hey, I'm going to be going to the Arnold because I want to, you know, I want to go check it out. I want to meet up, check in with people, and see who I run into. Um, and so we just coordinated around that. But, yeah, we have people from all over. How are you talking to somebody from Hungary and they don't even speak English? <laughs> they're, they're, they speak perfectly good English. What? <laughs> yeah. Oh, my God. Yeah, we got people from all over. That's weird. How's working from home? Is that weird? Do you have to like have yourself like a set structured schedule to kind of get your shit together? Uh, for, so for me, so I'm the marketing director, so a lot of, you know, I work pretty much normal – normalish hours um but for everyone else yeah it's it's really just essentially get your work done and and a lot of us just pretty much follow like an east coast because that's where hq is uh follow like an east coast uh kind of worse work schedule i love for these, the most part these terms hq <laughs> summit <laughs> summit gathering yeah you can definitely tell this guy's from california you got to build it up mm-hmm so yeah, work-wise, it's just pretty standard. Nothing, nothing too wild in terms of that. And then just some traveling for for our summits. What uh, what is the what is the best advice or best thing that you learned from Mark Bell? Oh shit! So one of the things I really took from it is essentially like nothing. Maybe this was maybe not just specifically from him, but it was kind of just like nothing matters. Like it just. If you do something essentially and it doesn't work out or you do something, you just need to like basically don't analysis by paralysis. Just jump on it, make a decision, make an action, execute it obviously the best you can and go from there. But it's very common that I, you know, I meet people or I interact and it's just like there's so much time focused on focusing on you know, perfecting something or you know, basically just staying in your own shit, doing nothing to prevent the actual steps of taking action. And yep. so that's been, that's been my kind of biggest takeaway. And I try to, I try to execute that too with a lot of aspects of my life. Right, I'd rather just shoot from the hip sometimes. Kind of put that in uh, Midwestern terms. Shoot from the hip. <laughs> shoot from the hip. Yeah. There you go. Oh, yeah, yeah. That's good, yeah. Yeah, because I think yeah. too, too many people want to make something perfect. Like, well, before I do this, I'm going to do this, and then I'm going to set this up perfectly. I'm like, dude, just fucking launch. Just open it up for business or do whatever you're going to do. Drop your product. Like, who cares? You're going to fumble. You're going to fuck up no matter what. You're going to fuck something up. Yeah. But at yeah. least fucking you're, you're not going to fumble if you don't carry the ball. Yeah, it's similar to like sports. Uh, it's a sports say, reference. Say we're doing a video. Fucking the video. That thing's shit. I don't even want to post. Ends up being like the best video. Yeah. So it doesn't matter. There you go. Yeah, nothing, yeah. Ma- nothing matters. It's true. Like it doesn't. Yeah. I agree. So it, it, it's hard to tell. Some some people are very analytical, and so that, that is hard for them to swallow or hear or, or comprehend. So, um, But, yeah, I just that's probably my biggest takeaway. Now, what's the worst piece of knowledge you've gotten from, from Mark Bell or at Slingshot? <laughs> <laughs> oh, that's, that's – uh, I can't really think of anything off the top of my head. I guess I'll have to shoot from the hip as well. Uh Maybe uh, heave, heave in the bench press. <laughs> yeah, heaving. I those always are, hate those, those really... guys that heave the bench press. <laughs> well, 
or uh, or time or uh, yeah or time your uh, press commands the best you can mm-hmm. maybe uh, that was some of the stuff or in your case uh don't swap benches right before your top God, sets. I know it. I was so dumb. I never. I it, it would have never. I don't think I would have tore that pec tendon if I didn't swap benches. You would have eventually tore it. Well, maybe I was I, like I staring at you. I was like, why? I was like, do you sure you want to move benches? He's like, you're all. I got this. Give me some <laughs> more tequila and lime. Yeah, I know. I was so dumb because I was working off a fat pad. I never worked off fat be- pad before. And it just was uncomfortable for me because I wasn't used to it. So I'm like, well, fuck it. I, I, I'm always used to a smaller, like our normal comp bench. Let's do that. Well, that maybe just a cunt hair range of motion. CH range of motion. Yes, family show. Yeah. Um, might have fucking went down a little too low, and that's what caused it to tear is what I thought. After, you know, looking back on it. Because it was so yeah, much weight, I, and it wasn't used to that. Yeah, I, I had the opportunity to see it in uh, in live action. It was uh, pretty pretty horrendous. Yeah, I'd never been hurt before either. Like, through sports, I mean, I've been concussed too many times to count and all that stuff, but I never, like, it. a sure. major injury, you know. Just, yeah, you I would know, say, cut I would my say finger pec, off. pec tear is pretty shitty. That was, that's that, got to be up there. That's definitely the worst. I When I did it a second time, I was I just knew all the work I had to put back into it just to get to kind of where I was before, which is over a year, you know, to be similar to where I was at. And it's yeah, a lot of that, hard work, too. It's not easy. It sucks. That's probably my the same thing, like, initial reaction is, right? It's not like, oh, shit, this hurts. Yeah. You know, this sucks. It's just like, fuck, now I have to t- yeah. now I have to start from, sc- I know from it. scratch. That's, I got to start from negative. I know. it. That's what I was thinking the whole time. I was like, how am I going to come back? How long is this going to take? What this? Yeah. That? How, how fast can I get the surgery done? How can I do this? Can, can I even come back? Like, will yeah. I bench again? Will yeah. I want to bench again? Will this mentally mess me up? Oh, it does for a while. It, it, that's what I always said that first year. Even every bench you take is just – it's so much slower. You're trying to use your back way more than you would. Like, everything is like you go down slow as hell. You're like – as your initial out of the whole push, which I was never afraid of any weight, anything, just balls to the wall, push as hard as I can immediately, as fast as I can. Well, that wasn't like that when I was coming back ever, you know. No. I remember just out here benching like 475 out here a couple months ago. I remember I didn't want to do it. Once I got the weight in my hand I, and I was coming down with it in my head, I'm like, oh, shit, this is pretty kind of, this is kind of heavy, you know. <laughs> and then I'm, and, and I'm like, I'm going to tell these guys to take it right when it gets to my chest and my head. I was saying that already. And as I started to push, I'm fucking – I'm getting a big smile on my face because it's just going up and I'm not even hardly pushing. I'm not going as fast as I should be going, and I still got it. And I'm like, holy fuck, I just can't be scared of it. You just fucking do it. And if it rips again, well, it rips again. <laughs> I'll have to go through another year and a half if of shit. If it tears, it tears. If you die, you die, right? Yep. So, yeah. Mm-hmm. Brutal. Yeah. Yep. It'll happen to everyone that pushes it at some point. Yeah, when you fly too close to the sun, sometimes you get burned. Yeah, we've always said that. There you go. You know, And we fly close to the sun a lot here. Yeah, I was about to say. Yeah, I would say of a of a duo that I know, you uh, you kind of almost live on the sun. Yeah, we pretty much do. That's why I'm so red. Spe- yeah, especially I remember I have you know vividly remember a lot of those videos. Of you guys on the lake press, or obviously yeah. you and your roller skates, or rolling through the Red Bull yeah, uh, fridge. Yes. Yeah, that was uh, that was good. That was on ridiculousness, just like the other week. They showed yeah, I was about. To- yeah, that that wow. gym we trained at was nuts. They allowed everything. I mean, the guy that owned it never paid his bills. And that's why it doesn't exist anymore. And, yeah, it doesn't exist anymore. But it was it was a fucking great couple years there. We lit the gym See? on fire. We fucking did all those videos you yeah, talked about. Yeah, it was in about. Juju Mufu's video the other day. He yeah. did like a compilation for like 60 seconds, and it was him running through the fire in the gym with you. Oh, was it? Yeah. Yeah, that was, that was a great video. 
Yeah, the guy that. What gym was this at? It was Barbell Central. It's where we all trained oh, at. Oh, Lillibridge yeah, yeah. Time and yeah. Kendall was there then. All those guys. So. Dude, Kendall, where's he at? New York. Yeah, he's a PE teacher or something, ain't he? Yeah, some kind of PE teacher. Tom still talks to his wife. He mows another man's lawn. I do not. I do not mow his lawn. Um, I uh, sometimes. I'll message you post a picture of him, but I texted Derek probably a couple months ago, check in on him. I told him I want to get him on the podcast. He's like, oh, I don't know. I, I, I got to go to bed. <laughs> you know, he didn't, he doesn't, know, he never, he never liked the spotlight. He just wanted to lift. Like he was fine lifting alone. He don't need anybody. You know, he wanted to, he wanted to lift with us to get better. Like with the lift with Lily Bridges, push Eric, push himself to get better. Like at the sport specifically, but he never needed anybody. He was just one of those guys that would like, Dorian Yates, blood and guts in the basement alone, screaming. Like, that was Derek. He was fine. So, like, as soon as all his sponsorships and stuff were done, he's like, I'm not re-upping anything. I'm deleting my Instagram. I'm done. Bye. And then he left. And he left. He no left one never heard from him. His wife was from New York. So yeah. So, he wanted to leave anyway. He left for New York, and that was it. Yeah. I think I met him. I think maybe when I met you at in 2013 uh, was at, at a meet, at the backyard meet of the century with Derek. Yeah, Derek um, tried to squat a thousand there, right? No, nah, not that one. Yeah, that was a and he was like, "We're Taurus quad." Oh, at the top, we stepped back. Yeah, he had it, but he stepped back. He was, a, like he was the first guy player. to squat like a thousand then at the time. Right? He was. I just remember seeing him, there. and I was like, "This is the biggest human being on earth." Oh yeah, he was oh, massive. Because <laughs> he was when, one time he went out there. He was like standing next to Brandon Lilly, and he has like a picture, and he's like three hundred and fifty pounds. Yeah, and I'm like, and that, and he's like a muscular three fifty. Oh, yeah. I'm like, holy, like this is a mutant. Yeah. Yeah, he was a beast. But now he's probably a lot of big guys. Two seventy five. Probably just still looks ginormous. Yeah, he's gotten back into bodybuilding, right, Tom? Yeah, did he did he? a bodybuilding show like a year. Because he started off as a bodybuilder before he came out and started powerlifting. Well, he's a football player. Yeah, he played football, and then yeah, he's a bodybuilder turned into powerlifter, and then he he went back into bodybuilding explosively. Right? Yeah. He Do you think that would be helpful for a powerlifter? Like, if you had a, a novice kind of person that came in and to give them a base. A, a base of training, what volume intensity is, uh, you know, obviously build up some muscle. Or do you think going into the basic three movements is a better shot? No, I think the bodybuilding background helps because the problem with uh, uh, powerlifting is you get such specificity. Like Jacob Ross always says, you get so specifically strong that you're generally weak. And, yeah, if you have the perfect program in training and you do the accessories kind of like a bodybuilder would – yeah, you'll probably advance quicker and you'll have less problems with injuries and stuff. But most people, like we saw when we trained, they would do the big three lifts and yeah. they would just go home. They wouldn't get any bigger. Maybe they'd put five, ten pounds in their squat next meet, but they kind of like the newbie gains would kind of peter out. The guys like bodybuilders, like fucking Derek went from like squatting nine to like squatting over a thousand. And like, I don't know, you just, he had that such a strong base. He did it so quickly where most people would peter out or get injured. When you have that such everything else was being strong as well. You get injured a lot less. Do you think though that training style of like, yeah, like I remember people coming in literally just like squatting and maybe, maybe doing like a secondary movement of some kind. Do you, do you is that very common? Like I don't see that obviously where I'm at. Dude, it was common all. in it was, the older days, uh, I think. Well, I think when me and Finn were training at Barbell Central. Those guys. That's common. all they did. Like you'd see some guys do like extensions, curls. They go squat for you know, hour and a half, two hours because the team was kind of big, so it took a while. And then I'm like, ah, I'm going home. Yeah. But then you'd have guys like Derek who would warm up, squat, and then he would be screaming on the leg curling machine, vomiting yeah. in the corner. And you're like, 
that's where I kind of clicked for me. I'm like, Hold accessories on. are key. This, I'm like, this is something we got to do something different. So I started just, I would just basically follow Derek around. Whatever he did, I did. He yelled, I yelled. Yeah. I didn't care. I'm like, this guy has it fucking right because so many, like, especially the older powerlifters, they get, especially like the suited guys, they yeah, would just oh, yeah. try to get in their suits. That's their, that's their warm up. That's their accessory work. And then, and then they'd lift, no accessories. Eat and pizza. You'd see a lot of them. You'd see guys that were raw get into gear, would shrink. Or they would just get a bigger belly, and their muscles would look smaller, but they'd lift more. And I'm like, yeah, mm-hmm. I also want to look like I work out. You know, yeah. You, so these guys tell me they squat 900. I'm like, you, there's no fucking way you squat 900. But they do it in a suit, and their legs were small. I'm like, well, look at Derek. Well, you squat 900. Yeah. You know, that's what you want. You want to. You want both. You don't want to fucking. Just well, boy, when you first start out, like say fucking eighth grade and stuff. I don't know the main three. You're gonna grow just from the main three. Yeah, because you get the newbie gains, and it, that that aspect that kind of pushes you along. Because squat, one day you squat, bench. you bench one eighty five, in three months you're squatting or benching two twenty five. So well, it yeah. helps motivate you. But if you're not doing the other shit, eventually it's going to really keep. But if you're in your twenties and you're starting the sport, well, yeah, right, true. The but I'm saying, if, what better. if you're like just beginning, like in eighth grade, squat, bench, and deadlift is all you all you need is a barbell. Yes and no. Okay, so, yeah, you're going to get the newbie gains. It's going to help you push you along. You're going to get stronger. No matter what you do, you do push-ups every day, you're going to get stronger and get bigger. But well, look at Pappy. <laughs> exactly. Did the million push-ups. But, like, the, the training before that barbell is more important, I think. Like, I train a high school out in Maryland, and we're hopefully going to be training 13 high schools here uh, come August in Maryland alone. And we focus so much more on accessories. We'll probably do six to eight movements before they touch the barbell, and the kids love it. Because they've never done it before, so they feel better, and all of them have gained like a 15% increase, and there's no injuries. What do you yeah, think, I Smokey? Could, yeah, I mean, that, I, I, I'm torn on it. I, I'm not used to that, you know, only touch the three the three movements only, no accessories. I've always come from a – I'm always – historically, I'm the guy getting yelled at to stop doing accessories because I love just – I love accessories. Like, I love – I love bodybuilding lifting yeah, more I, than yeah. powerlifting. I, I just do. I love that pump and all that oh, a yeah. lot. Oh, man. Nothing I, beats like a back day or a yeah. shoulder day. I know. Like that. That sounds amazing Especially right now. Especially when you keep that pump cover on, then you take the pump yeah, cover off, get a tank top on. Oh, oh look at me. I can't relate to that, but oh, the, okay. the, feeling I, the, feeling, <laughs> the feeling I can relate to. <laughs> so, yeah. But, um, but I've always done my powerlifting programs for the most part outside of maybe some like daily undulating periodization programming, like has pretty much consisted of, you know, accessories at the end. So I would agree though, like, you know, powerlifting movements doesn't necessarily translate to functional strength. Like I can, you know, deadlift 585, but sometimes I could have picked something up or move in a way. And like, I can't like, it, it's like, wait, I should be able to pick up a lot of weight, but it's like, I only can pick up 585 in that one movement. Yep in that one way, which is not very functional. No, not at all. No, I, I, <laughs> it's like the opposite, like you said. Like you're I like more, that. You know, can't, you can do less shit because you're less mobile. That, that power building, like a combination of both. Yeah, yeah. Hit, hit a main movement, maybe yeah. a secondary, and yep. then accessories. Yeah, that's what I, I always do that. Yeah. A lot of times, too, for or, clients, we'll front load all the accessories, and they'll have the main movement at the end. That way, yeah. they, we know they're warmed up. They know you get your accessories in. And then at the end, you, you get done squatting heavy, you can go home because you did all the work. I'm like, oh, okay, it feels better this way. So, man, that sounds like that sounds hard. I can't imagine squatting heavy after having hitting some like real accessories, other than like maybe a light warm up. 
Yeah, that's what I said too. But, but it's usually only like five pounds less or ten pounds less, maybe, right? Well, usually what's the carryover? I don't see. At first, I'm like, we, me and Jacob talked about the training, and he had me try that, and I'm like, dude, I'm not doing this shit. I need a squat heavy. And he's like, it's not gonna take off your squat once you adjust. And once I adjusted, I did. Now I'll still go and you know squat heavy. Then afterwards, I'll do 200 lunges and then do 50 pendulum squats. But the majority of the work's done before. <laughs> How do you make it work at your garage gym? I mean, it looks awesome. It looks awesome, by the way. Like, it's, it looks huge, and obviously I haven't seen, like, the whole whole thing. But, like, you're going from being at a physical gym where you pretty much have, I assume, like, any machine or, you know, weight you want or need to go into a garage gym where you obviously have limited access to what you have other than, you know, adapting. I understand that. But do you, get, do you miss going to, like, a commercial gym or I should say a powerlifting gym? Sometimes. Just because, like – being around other people, sometimes you just get fired up because, like, this guy's never seen me lift before. I'm going to show off a little bit. You know, you can't, you kind of get that cockiness to you, you know? Yeah. You know? Or, or sometimes it helps you fire up because, like, I'm going to smoke this seven plates. I'll fucking show them or whatever. But, like, other than that, like, because there's some powerlifting somewhat gyms close to me that I could drive 15 minutes down the road. They'd let me train for free. I'd be around other people. I could be in a monolift. But I'm like, nah, <laughs> I'd rather just squat yeah. it. I yeah, could I just. It just to me anymore, I'm like, I, I just don't want to deal with all the bullshit. Yeah. I don't miss it at all. I love where I train at now. Bench day, I have a group of guys out here. Just yeah, like that helps too. Day. Like people come to us now. They come to us. They'll come. We'll have like ten people out here on bench night, uh, bench night in America, and then we fucking bench all together. We I have three benches out here in an incline bench. We got more than enough weights. Yep. Um, I I hate going to I hate going to commercial gyms. I hate all that all that. Like if you remember, we used to have to go to. Uh, what, that, some gym I used to have down the street from my house when I uh, do my accessory days or sometimes yeah, yeah, yeah. Barbell Central, shit like that. Fuck, I hated those days, man. <laughs> They're all fucking pussies out there. I fucking go out there, there's, a, there's somebody's using the bench. The bench that I use is my bench, right, at that one gym. I remember being out there and somebody's up there not using the bench forever. I say, you got five minutes to get off this fucking bench. Or 45 is <laughs> coming at your head. Oh, I'm, I'm, I'm going nuts, and I did. I threw the barbell off the bench, and I, then they tried to kick me out of there. Unreal. Yeah. And the guy, was scared, bench. the guy was scared of me. The owner, he's a pussy too. And he, he calls me and says, Mr. Finn, you can't come here anymore. Well, fuck you. Then I'm taking all the guys that came out here to train with me out, out of here too. And then his gym went under. That was you the best feeling in the world. I showed him that stupid son of a bitch. Yep. So Good, good for he, you, Finn. He, I was so glad to get out of commercial gyms. Yeah, way to close down a small business. Good job. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, well, it's his fault. And he knows it. I also bet his T-bar row. Which that video went viral. That was a fucking old. Oh, movie. that's where that video. That's where that video was. That was like on ESPN. Yeah, he was pissed about that. You bent my barbell. We should have screwed it in the ground. goddammit. it! I would have flew off of it. That's true. That should have been screwed into the ground. You could have owned that feeling, Jim. Yeah, I should have. Well, then you went out to close it. Yeah, then I close. That's right. Yeah. But yeah, no, I always, I don't miss going. I I don't know. Remember the last time I've been to one. Um, Me neither. Yeah, yeah. The people aspect that would be the toughest part, I think. But the enjoyment of machines and like easy access to equipment that would be pretty sweet. Yeah, well, like that. That part to me is is the fun part. But we, yeah, the people people part sucks. Yeah, you're gonna have like the more machines, but me and Finn and my buddy John and Jacob, we there's a my my old school gym. They like went and got a bunch of brand new racks and moved gym, moved the location of the school. So like, can you guys just get rid of all this stuff? Yeah, we got for some free. Good so we got like, I mean, machine stuff. loaded knotless leg extensions, yeah. leg curls, shoulder presses, uh, bench presses, uh, yeah. machine load. Like, we have like we got a ton of equipment, like general machine loaded equipment in a, all of four gyms. 
yeah. So it's like, I don't fucking need, like, I mean, yeah, would it be nice to be on some, what's that, Arsenal strength stuff? Like, super nice equipment. Sure. Pit sharks. Yeah. Oh, I don't give a fuck about any of that. But I, I'm good, man. I got my extensions, my curls, my, like, all the shit. I'm like, I'm good. I don't need anything. Like, I don't even, like, I don't even want any more equipment. I'm no, good. I'm in I'm an 1,800 square foot, square foot barn. I came from a shed that was, what, 200 square foot? Yeah. And, uh, I mean, I'm in heaven right now. Rags to riches. Yeah, this is great. I, I live in this gym right now. I'm putting yeah. a bed upstairs as we speak. All good things come to an end. Dude, it's coming to a close. Uh, yeah. <laughs> the the barn gym's going to close, damn it. Don't clo- tell me that. Close sign on it soon. Yeah, close. Shit. <sighs> well, I mean, you Bob's train cool. just with the, at Mark Bell's gym all the time? Uh, so I recently, there's a gym like 0.6 miles from my house. It's like a 24 hour key card one. So I got a membership there, but I'm there a few times a month. Okay. I just, it's just, if I have to travel, um, cause, cause super training has like set hours. It's not like a 20, you know, it's not an open everyday thing. Right. So, so just if I have to squeeze in a thing, I have a, I have a membership to 24 hour for the past like 15 years. Cause Cause I got in on one of those like annual forty nine dollars a year oh, yeah. deals oh, yeah. that I just that I just have not got rid of. Yeah. But I don't ever go to it. And I know I can't ever get rid of it. So uh, I I was going there a few days or like one day a week just to fit into my schedule. And I was like, man, this sucks. Like the people just yeah, it's so different. unenjoyable. So yeah, different so. coming from a, a, a place like super training or, or a place like oh. me and Tom go to, and then going to like a commercial gym is oh, just the worst. yeah, fucking terrible. No, it's it's really the worst, and yeah. So yeah, I just go to bed. Like I said, I barely go to this gym. Maybe once or a couple times a month if I have to, but I try not to. What uh, who is your favorite person to train with out at Mark Bell's gym, or who is your favorite person to work with out there? Um, ooh, that's a good question. Um, to work with, yeah. Damn, that's a really hard one. There's a lot of people there. Is I think at our peak we had like twenty something people there. Um, we'll have to might circle back to that one. Uh, train with that's another tough one, I guess. Out of the group, I mean, to be honest, training with Silent Mike was a lot of fun. Uh, when we were training together, uh, Marcus Filipino Funder, those that was great. Um, yeah, those maybe they were both fair. They were they were just like you guys. They'd call me out on my shit for my lists. Like they're yep. very. Yep. They took. They cared about my lists. Just as much as I did, maybe even more sometimes. Yeah, that's uh, those are good people to train with then. Yeah, there's a picture I have of uh, Marcus and I like hugging like right after I hit my like deadlift or whatever at one meet like five years ago, four years ago. And it was just like, it was just like, it wasn't just about my performance. Like he helped me through that whole thing. Um, it was such a good opportunity, you know, such a cool experience. But yeah, probably those two. Yeah, that's um, the kind of guys you need. It's like when Cowboy Cam first hit 500 pounds. That uh, before he tore his pec, yeah, <laughs> he first hit it, and I've been training with him for, for a couple of years, and you know he started out pretty low fours, and then he finally hit 500. To me, seeing him hit that 500 that day was like better than me hitting 500, because I've trained with that guy so long, and he finally hit 500 pounds. It was fucking, I mean, I don't know, it was it was better than when I hit 500 pounds. It felt like. So yeah, it's something about that because you're a part of that, right? Yeah, you know what I mean. Like you, I'm like today's the day, brother. We're gonna hit it. it. He did. Uh, it was awesome. And then I watched yeah, him, such you know, a good feeling. down there in Miami, and I was, he, he, he went for 500, then he tore his back. <laughs> I, <laughs> I was watching it live, and I was so fucking – I'm like, he tore something. Fuck. God damn it. And then he came That's home. And I, and I give him the 500. I have a shirt, one of my shirt sayings that says, if you don't fi- bench 500 pounds, don't even fucking talk to me. 
And uh, oh. I gave him that shirt that night after he benched it. And then when he came home from the meet, I said, you're going to have to give me that shirt back. <laughs> oh. <laughs> Rough. Yeah, poor Cam. Yeah, that was crazy. But to circle back to your work with question, uh, like Jessica Smith was great to work oh, with. Yeah, Big Jess. Um, yeah, Big Jess. Um, there's a guy named Josh Setledge that was a blast. A guy named Josh Kim that I worked with was great in the more of the digital marketing side. Yeah, there's a lot of really cool people. And it was all really sweet because I want to say like literally all but maybe one or two all lifted. Yeah. You know, like they had some connection to fitness. So whether they were a rugby player, or, you know, or soccer player, or power lifter, or whatever, like mm-hmm. – you know, every day it was full of, uh, you know, 10, 20 plus people working together that, you know, cared about fitness, cared about helping others and having fun. What's like the best or coolest story you have either on the road or there um, um, with those guys? Yeah. Um, well, oh, this would be a cool one. So one day, uh, so Mark, Mark had grabbed a, a place in Malibu for like a month uh, which is uh, down south, a beautiful part. It's, you know, beautiful part of LA, yeah, uh, right on the water. Rich, yeah, rich. Area. Yeah, yeah. So he was he was down there, and so he invited me down for a few days to to work. So I was like, just like meeting with him and whatnot. And so flew down there, went straight to Gold's Gym, you know, Venice Beach Gold. So trained at Venice, hit some arms, of course. Oh yeah. Um, and he and he was like, hey, we got to get back to the house soon. Mark's never on time, mind you. So it was weird. He was like, oh, we got to get back by a certain time because uh, I'm podcasting with my brother, Chris Bell. Yeah. Um, and I was like, okay. And he was like very adamant, which is just not normally just like whatever. Uh-huh. So we, we pull up to the house and there's a there's a, a, a Tahoe or Suburban out front and it's like right on the water. And uh, I get out of the car and I look and it's Stone Cold Steve Austin. Oh, that's <laughs> awesome. <laughs> yeah. No wonder so I he, to get back. Yeah. So it was Stone Cold. So he, he introduced me and we had steak. And uh, they podcasted. I sat in on the podcast, and yeah, that was a really cool surprise. That was uh, that was pretty sweet. Yeah, that, I mean that to me. I I met Steve Austin, and uh, he interviewed me at his house there, in Marina Del Rey, when he lived out there. That's right. Yeah, yeah. And that was one of the probably top top experiences I ever had with anything came out of this fitness stuff was uh, to get interviewed by that guy. Was my hero as a kid, you know, in junior high and high school. That's Steve Austin. He still is. And yeah. uh, have him interviewing me was just fucking surreal. It was crazy. I, I remember sitting at the table, and we started interviewing, and I'm drinking beer. And uh, <laughs> he's talking to me, and, and I'm just looking at him, and I'm like, holy <laughs> fuck, this is Steve Austin. He's interviewing me. And I'm like, I'm not backing down. I'm going to be the alpha male at this table. <laughs> and then he's interviewing me. I'm not even listening to what he's saying. And then I, I was like, oh, shit, i got to start listening to what he's saying. you know. And then everything was good after that. But that was definitely uh, one of the top experiences of all time from, from anything that happened in this fitness shit. Yeah, it's pretty wild. Yeah, the, the it's amazing how like fitness it it expands into so many other aspects of the world, right? Like, to me, it, you know, we're 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 very much in the niche of like powerlifting, mm-hmm. and powerlifting is so small in right. the scheme of fitness, and then fitness is already so small in the scheme of everything else in the world. But but fitness in general, like, has impacted so many lives. You know, yeah, in general, whether it's celebrities or you know athletes, obviously, and right. you know Joe Schmo, our family, and so the connections this fitness can make is pretty outstanding. How was Stone Cold when you met him? Oh, he was the coolest dude. He t- shook my hand, said what up. Yeah. Was, I think even at some point, maybe like even like just was talking to me or asking me a question or looked at me, you know? Yeah. There's a group looked, of us, right? It's like, at me. you don't got to look at me. me. Yeah, he yeah. looked at me. 
but you know when you're when you're around someone like mark and like of you know stone cold like you just expect to almost just be on the fly on the wall you know right, right. you're just you're just you're just there which mm-hmm. is fine and you know but for them to like maybe in, in, integrate you into the conversation or ask you a question or even just acknowledge your presence like that's really cool and that and that happens pretty often from you know with a lot of people that i've met but it's not expected especially right. on someone like that level i guess well yeah when i met steve he was i didn't know what to expect you know and he to me was just like the guy next door he was no yeah. he didn't think he, he didn't act like he was this big shot you know he acted just Probably like he's so easy to talk to yeah yeah he knew a lot about me he was asking me all these questions yeah. we drank beer together he drove me to I drank a ton of beer at his house. I, I drank all of his beer he had there, and then he drove me and my <laughs> wife to the nearest bar down the street afterwards. But, I mean, it, it, was, it was awesome. He, he, was, he still texts me back and forth here once in a while and shit. So, yeah, he's, he's fucking what – a, what a great guy. So, uh, yeah, Steve Austin was definitely a highlight for me. You got any, anybody else? Um, I mean, Jay Cutler. I know I mentioned him a little earlier, but, yeah, I had a – just an opportunity to, to meet with him. And I you know connected with him and exchange uh, calls and texts. I actually just saw him in Vegas in December, but yeah, you know, we had, we had Jay come up for a whole day, did a bunch of filming podcasts. And then Mark and I took him to dinner. So I'm yeah. just sitting there at like Morton steakhouse. Yeah. Just sitting talking to Jay. Cutler. Yeah. Jay's the same way. He was the same. He's like uh, same type of guy. He's very easy to talk with. Very. And, uh, just a, like a guy's guy. He hit me in the head with a steel chair twice. Oh, good guy. Yeah, that's He's right. a great – that's what ever – I'll never yeah, forget that. Guy. I love that. He's a hell of a guy. Beat the shit out of me. Yeah, he gave me a concussion once. <laughs> yeah, he was uh, – it's pretty interesting. You, you get to a level of, uh, you know, of someone, and the ones that stand out are like are the sweetheart, the guys that are really cool and, and kind. Yeah. yeah, they are. That's I mean, true. <laughs> no hetero. They they really are. They You know, they, they – they're not peel, you know. They're not aggressive, or they're not, you know, in your face or ignoring. Right. Uh, those are those are the good ones to talk to. Like that Huck Finn guy, he's a complete jerk off. Yeah, asshole. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's a good example. I've always said that. <laughs> yeah, the, probably the three guys who were that I've met that are kind of big time guys that were really good dudes was those two guys and probably CT Fletcher. Oh, CT, yeah, he was, he's great. He was the uh, same. I mean, he would do. He's helped me out a lot, and uh, I don't know. He's just he's just real good guy too. And then you meet assholes yeah. as well. Yep. I mean, there's also guys that are, are kind of jerks that are, think they're big time. They're not even big time. Yeah. You know? And I'm sure you've seen that through, I mean, how many years you've been with Mark? You've seen a ton of guys yeah. that go like that. Yeah. My biggest, my biggest thing is how I judged our guests were, like, how they interact with me and the team, right? Like, everyone's going to be nice to Mark. Right. So, it's how, how are you talking to the media guy? How are you, you know, communicating with me or Big Jess or the rest of the staff? Like, that's how I did it. And for the most part, I mean, pretty much, you know, everyone was pretty cool. Like, yeah. you know, no one, no one negative comes to mind, but like there are some stood out, I guess, as better than others. Really. That's like, it's about it. Yeah. Huh. You, got, you got any questions, Tommy? No, I'm i uh, I'm sick of talking to Steve, man. What? Dude, I'm blaming you. Oh man. This is the most we've talked in years. Well, feels, see, it feels good. Yeah. I haven't talked to him in, in years either. I fucking, I smoky. think since I maybe since I saw you probably at the Arnold, probably since, uh, 19. Who, me or Finn? No, not not Finn. Finn. Well, I mean, we text her once in a while. I sent you funny pictures. Yeah, 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 of myself. Yeah, <laughs> I got our, I got a conversation saved for the first time we've ever talked. So I got all the pictures from like <laughs> first eight time we ever years talked. ago. He's been yeah, stalking it, you for eight it's, years. It's all long. That's great. I, I never deleted yeah, you text message. You don't ever. need to go on. You don't need to go on Instagram. You can just go on the, our conversation of our photos of me. Oh, that's bad. 
It's real bad. But that's another another time, another story. Is that all yep. the connections you've gotten, uh, like working with the slingshot and all that? Is that helping you in this new job? Yeah. So yeah, absolutely. So the relationships I built at Slingshot have helped uh, tremendously here at Merrick. Oh yeah. Um, I, I mean, to be honest, so Merrick was actually sponsoring Mark's podcast uh, for about a month. That's how I even got connected with Merrick in the first place a year ago. And then after that, yeah, started connecting with Stan Efferding, um, you know, Jason Kalipa, Mike Dulce, all these people that we sponsor and that promote us. Um, it's been great. Yeah, it's a good uh, good relationship built opportunity with there. And it's very interesting. So it's in the fitness. So Merrick's in the, obviously in the same fitness space, but it's in the health and medical space. So and just to kind of fill everyone in, I'll give a quick shout out. But like we focus on hormone optimization, and preventative health. So. We have two parts. People can come to us, get self-service labs, order any lab panel you want, get them drawn, get the results. So someone like your guys' self can look at labs and take actionable steps with maybe it's like over-the-counter supplementation yeah. or prescriptions if needed, obviously, you know, or underground in your case. And then or what we really shine is our guided optimization. So people come to us, get their labs. They do a video consultation with our concierge provider. And then we actually connect them with providers that can have prescription treatment sent to their door. So it's like an all-inclusive, one-stop shop, get hmm. taken care of, get all your markers optimized, and get checked in and follow up with. So we have we have doctors, nurse practitioners, compounding pharmacies. I mean, it's it's the real deal. And to be honest, like I've been at Super Training Gym for, I don't know, nine years or so, or eight at the time, and I, w- I was natural. And I literally started at Merrick saw the pharmacy, saw one of the doctors, met, you know, met all the team. And I decided to jump on PRT. Like it was been a huge help for me. I was like, I felt so confident in what I was signing up for and what I was a part of that. I jumped on it myself after having every opportunity to be on, you know, to be on testosterone or any other substance that I could possibly want. So, um, yeah, it's been a, where do people find that? Like where, where do you, was it? Yes. Yeah, MerrickHealth.com. That's M-A-R-E-K Health.com. Um, and then, of course, you can always just DM me or message me, and it's just uh, L-I-L-S-M-O-K-E-Y-S-T. So that's a little smoky S-T on Instagram. I can field any questions or anything or connect anybody. But, um, yeah, that's been a huge part, and it's been a lot of fun. It's a lot, it's a lot of learning in this new business for sure, which has been really good. Like you mentioned, right, like you got – you got people relying on you. You have, uh, you know, things that you have to do and take care of people. And it's the same boat. Yeah, got a lot of stuff to step up to the plate and learn and get better. That's awesome. Glad you found a, a sounds like a better gig. So. It's it's definitely different. So I mean, at Slingshot, I was the general manager, which really just encompassed a lot of everything. Yeah, like marketing, managing up to twenty people, the gym. You know, uh, the media, it, it was just a lot of everything. This is just focused on marketing. So it's been it's been good to just, like, sit back and focus on one thing, essentially. So when I came out to Slingshot in 2000, maybe 16 or something, I don't remember what year that was. Uh, Somewhere around that time. Se- yeah, 16, 17 maybe. 16, you might be right. I 16. think it was 16 because I tore my pec tendon. I think it was six years ago or seven. I don't remember. But yeah. the only person that's left out there is that, Natalia guy. Italian guy. Italian the, the, guy. No, the Natalia guy or whatever his name is. Nasami. Oh, in SEMA? In SEMA. Yeah. That's the only so guy it, left, right? There, no, there's there's a bunch more. So, I mean, 
of course, with social, just like any business, right? Like the thing with social media is you only, you see within a business. That's right. not like a normal thing, right? You don't see like at Bosch, you don't see all the behind the scenes people. So at Slingshot, there still are like people that are literally before I was there are still there. They're just behind the scenes. Oh, I, yeah. I thought know, there was like six guys support. or something, five or six. No, guys. no, there's a whole, there's a whole back end team support. I mean, it, it, what just made Slingshot great and Mark is just so transparent with able to utilize, you know, people like Mike or Marcus or myself for media for for to be in the front That's end. Smart. Yeah. yeah, definitely. I would always do that. But then, but then, you know, people leave just like any other business in the world. And it's like a big, what the hell happened? Well, the big <laughs> that's thing. The only, that's the downside. I think the big thing, the big one was when, when uh, Silent Mike and those guys left because they were part of the, that podcast and then the podcast had changed. Yeah, that's a, lot a of weird, yeah. podcast. That was what, what the big thing was. Yeah. That would probably be, that was probably historically like the kind of the oddest yeah. Yeah. part of it all. Because yeah. I loved, I really, li- I liked that podcast. I used to listen to it all the time and since they changed, I haven't listened to one. It's, yeah, the other one was really just focused on strength training, which is definitely like up your alley, but the popularity of the newest one is by far greater. It is in what? terms of what it was. Oh yeah, no. Way. Oh yeah, yeah. It's it's a big podcast. What is it called? The Power Project. Powered. Power Project. Yeah. That's getting more downloads than the last of the Powercast. Yeah. Powerlifting is too small, dude. It's too small. Uh, that's a that's I a guess. thing. It was very powerlifting specific. Maybe yeah. that's why. Yeah, but I like other straight, podcasts. Maybe straight. I'll listen to it. I don't know. I, I once they change it, I never listen. You would, to it. you would find if you looked on iTunes or the video, YouTube and you saw this, go comb through and look for someone you know that sparks your interest. Yeah, uh, you yeah. would enjoy it for sure. Well, I'll look it up, Smokey. I'll take your advice, buddy. <laughs> you might regret it. If I regret it, <laughs> I'm going to tell you. <laughs> but the hey, hell you I got me tell, listening I did to? Tell you, I did tell you not to swap benches. So That is true. You, yeah, you yeah. haven't led you wrong yet. He hasn't. That was very smart. Damn it. If I can yeah. go back in time. Yeah, if only. Shit. Well, we got to wrap this thing up, Smokey. Time yeah, well, I really, work. Okay, yeah, I, gotta go yeah to work. I really appreciate you guys uh, hitting me up and having me on the show. And Yeah, it was great chatting with you, and we'll definitely be in more touch and hopefully see you guys at the Arnold and Six months or however long. Yeah. Well, buddy. you're like my favorite guy out there, Smokey. Appreciate it. Out of out of all those guys that I met, so. Yep. Yeah, you're my least favorite, but you don't want to talk to me. So I was going to say, yeah, I don't want to ask Callus's uh, opinion. But yeah, same yeah, thing. Thank you for, thanks for giving it. Callus has got those pictures. He still masturbates too. Don't let him lie to you. Dry Which handies. ones? All of them. Why not? Put them on a grid. Grid photo. <laughs> grid photo. I don't choose. I'm not specific, dude. I don't. I I keep it keep it fresh. You know. There you go. Yeah. All right, Smokey, good talking to you, but thanks for getting back on uh, such short notice because we planned for tomorrow night, but you got on today afternoon, so. Yeah. Awesome. Thanks, buddy. I appreciate it. Yep. All right, guys. We'll talk soon. All right, Smokey. Later, brother. All right. Okay. Bye. 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 That was Smokey. That guy talks too much. (laughs) Jesus Christ. (laughs) He talked our ear off. Oh, my goodness. So he's no longer a slingshot. What did we learn from that, Tommy? Nothing matters. Nothing matters, right? Depressing podcast. (laughs) Dude, I got to go. That was good. Um, you got to go too. I know I got to go here. Right? Karen's gonna be yelling at us. Karen's right. gonna yell at me if I don't fucking tell text what she texted me. Generalleathercraft.com. Matt Hayden at Pioneer underscore fit on Instagram. Go there for our leather belt needs. Pine Creek Spirits. If you're in PA, get some vodka. Great dude supports us. Podcast keeping us fully stocked on booze twenty four seven. Always sends us a nice little care package. Shout out, package. Shout out to Ryan Mock. Um, Pine Creek Spirits. Uh, Smart Drink official for all your training needs. 
Callus Barber Apparel, new hat should be dropping this week. They got shipped today. Um, and I'm going to be dropping a new shirt I'm collabing with with Hunter Henderson. So check that out soon, too. Check out my supplement sponsor, HFB Supplements, for Loco Jizz, Loco Unicorn Jizz, yeah. a.k.a. Loco Unicorn. No, unicorn Loco? Loco Unicorn. Loco Unicorn. Yeah, I call it Unicorn Jizz, street name. Um, <laughs> awesome pre-workout. Take about a scoop, scoop and a half. Uh, best pumps. Yes. And it's coming in. We have a ton coming in this at the end of this week. Being shipped out today. Oh, thank God! Because I'm almost out, pretty much out. But it's not um, whatever you call it. It's not off the site. But yeah, because it's sh- coming. It's coming this week. Um, we also have Prison Punch coming here in uh, probably six weeks. Uh, we also have a Screwdriver coming back at the, at the same time, and we are working on a couple other flavors to make sure they are perfect. Uh, lots of big things for HFB supplements and the new tie dye. Sweatshirt and tie-dye T-shirt. You could pick whatever the hell you want on them. That's got to be a pain in the ass for Karen. Karen's in there making tons of them today. She's she never going to leave the shop. She kept switching out um, screens. So you could pretty much get almost anything we've ever made put on a T-shirt. Uh, and you pick that at checkout or whatever you want on it. And if you want it on the back, the front, I don't think it don't really matter. You can just tell her, email her that. But it should all be in that description. Um and then my favorite shirt is the Fuck Communism shirt, which is now out in camo, which camo. I'm wearing right now, and I've worn for the last three days. That's what you had on last time I, I saw you. I haven't washed it. I love this shirt. I um, knew I smelled something funny. So, yeah, you go to HuckFinnBarbell.com and look up my YouTube. We're doing YouTube Weekly. A new YouTube coming out again this week. Check it out. That's it. Shut up, Garen. Let's get the hell out of here. Okay, bye.